welcome to the Friends and Family Guide to Speech Therapy and ADHD Coaching. I'm your host, Tracia Wong. I'm a speech language pathologist and the owner of Illuminate Family Workshop, a private practice in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm thrilled to bring you this podcast where we explore the power of communication and connection and how language plays a crucial role in both. In each episode, we'll dive into topics related to child development and language processing and how your student might benefit from speech therapy or coaching. The mission of this podcast is to shine light on the variety of ways to build up our students' confidence through language and ways to build resilience so they can be the fullest and most aligned expression of themselves in today's world. You'll get to hear about ways to support them at home and at school. We'll talk about how we can celebrate and honor a child's unique personalities while highlighting their strengths and promoting a growth mindset to do hard things. I'm here to share my expertise and experience with you, but I also want to hear from you. So if you've got a specific topic or question you'd like me to cover, send me a DM on Instagram at Illuminate Family Workshop. Let's jump into today's episode. You are in for a treat. This is the first episode of our series all about articulation, speech sounds. I know it's adorable that your daughter says kailwit instead of carrot, but when does it leave the zone of cuteness and when do we need to reach out for support? So in this episode, I'll be discussing some signs that you should look out for in your child when they're toddler age, preschool age, and early elementary school aged. And then in the next episode, I'm going to talk to you about some considerations for later elementary and middle school students. Because when they're older, it's usually not going to be about identifying what their sound errors are, but what we do to support them. And usually at that later elementary, middle school age, if there are sound errors, it's usually going to be a lisp, so the S sound or the R sound. So stay tuned for that next episode and those special considerations. So in this episode, I also have a free gift for you, a freebie download, and I'll explain more about how to use that in this episode. First up, let's talk about toddlers. We all know that toddlers can be difficult to understand at times, especially when they are just starting to develop their language skills. However, there are some signs that you should look out for that may indicate that your child is struggling with articulation. For example, if your child is having difficulty stringing words together to form those two, three word phrases or sentences, this might be an indication that a speech screening is needed. So before I go any further, I gotta shoot you straight. Parents, here's the thing you most likely have a biased view of your child's speech. And I say this because you are wired to anticipate your child's every need and most likely can figure out what your child is saying. You spend a lot of time with them um, so you get what their patterns are. So I'm going to give you some percentages on speech intelligibility, um, aka understandability, um, that most speech therapists use as their rule of thumb. Now, these percentages are for unfamiliar listeners, so people who have never met your child or who don't see them often. So by two years old, I should be able to understand about 25 to 50% of what they're saying. By about three years old, sorry, by three years old, I should be able to understand 75% of what they're saying. And by four years old, about 100% of what they're saying. So I encourage you to be discerning about who you might ask to judge your child's speech. The best thing to do it would be to get an honest professional opinion um, would be to reach out to a speech language pathologist. And on my YouTube channel, I have a video explaining what screenings are, so we can take the mystery out of that. And then the audio to that video is also episode four of this podcast. So you can go back and listen and get a picture of what a screening might be like. 
So moving on to a child that's a little bit older now, preschool, early elementary school age students, and the freebie. Okay, so in the show notes, I'm so excited, you are going to find a spot to download a milestone chart. And that was created straight from the research done on the average age that children learn to pronounce English consonants correctly. So as a visual, it's beautiful, it's clear cut, it simplifies speech production. So that's the articulation errors, um, which is the speech production. And then there's another bucket of errors that we might see called phonological errors. So your child might be able to say all the sounds correctly. However, the error is in their patterns. So They might leave off the beginning or ends of words. They might shorten longer words, replace a sound that we make in the front of the mouth and substitute it for a sound that we make at the back of the mouth. So tootie instead of cookie, or they may distort their vowels. Those are all signs of phonological um, processes, phonological errors. And if that's the case of your child, then Just know that some of these error patterns are typical up until a certain age, um, but by elementary school age, it's not typical for students to have these sound patterns anymore. So that's your sign. Um, Reach out to a speech-language pathologist. So to be honest, I've got a little bit of a love-hate relationship with milestone charts, and that's a whole different episode, but here are some things that we need to consider while we're using the chart. And... um, in consideration to your child and when we need to reach out for a screening. So let's say, for example, you're noticing some sound errors in your students. Um, Here are some questions that I would ask myself um, and then as a speech therapist that I ask um, while I'm looking at a new kiddo. So one, are the errors impacting their overall ability for adults or classmates to understand them? And how much are their errors impacting them? Number two, are they omitting the S sound? So the S sound is particularly important as a grammatical marker for plurals and possessives. And school-age kids are asked questions like when they're reading a book or just questions in general at school um, and at home, right, that require them to use that S sound at the end of their words. So are they getting that answer wrong or is that a sound error pattern? So that's going to be really important um, to look at. Number three, are the sounds that they're having difficult with difficulty with, are they the sounds that they have in their name? So is their name John, but they're introducing themselves to others as Don because they can't get that J sound in, right? It's got, they have an error pattern there. Um, so difficulty with their names or important names in their life, or maybe this is a kiddo who loves to talk about Legos, but calls them Yegos. So we need to work on that L sound if that's the case. Number four. Are they at the age where they are learning to read and spell? Are their sound errors impacting their ability to sound out words and to write them? This is huge as children are building their phonological awareness, which is foundational to literacy skills. Okay, number five. Are they self-conscious or getting frustrated when people don't understand what they're saying? Or are they getting annoyed that they have to repeat themselves a ton of time and then they just might not bother bother with raising their hand in class anymore. So if you answered yes to one or more of these questions, it is time for you to get a speech screening. Um, And when it comes to speech sounds, we want to move with a sense of urgency because these are motor plans and motor movements. And um, the younger the student, well, okay. So students that are 
in this age range that I'm talking about here, they are, they're at that prime time for students to work on their sounds and rewire the part of their brain that is in charge for moving their mouth muscles to make that sound. So I hope this was helpful. Um, head to the show notes to grab your freebie. Um, and I'll see you in the next episode. That's all about upper elementary and middle school students um, and their speech sounds. a wrap. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Friends and Family Guide to Speech Therapy and ADHD Coaching. If you found this podcast helpful, please consider giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us reach more people. Also, don't forget to share this podcast with your friends and family who might benefit from the information we discussed today and to continue this conversation with them. Thanks again for listening, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.